Here we go! Hey there, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And you're listening to Church Nerds, a back row morning show. And this show is made possible by listeners just like you and a strong partnership between Love Thy Nerd and Back Row Radio. As I said, I'm Bubba, and we want to thank you guys for spending just a little bit of time with us this morning or evening or afternoon, as Truman might say from the the Truman Shoe show. Good morning, good evening, and good night. Doesn't he say that? Yeah. Yeah, just a general greeting whenever whenever you're listening to our show. But if you're listening live on the backrowradio.com or the Live 365 app, which you had a hard time finding this morning, but we did I find it. I did. So, yeah, I'm going to we should clarify that. Yeah. If you need to find it on the Live 365 app, back space, space. row space. space radio space. Send. I did not yeah. have all of the spaces in the right places. Yeah, you just did hey, back rhymes. row spaces in the right. Oh, I'm that's good. I'm proud of you. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So my name is Bubba, and I am a part of Love Thy Nerd. I'm one of the founders over there. I run all the PR and marketing and branding, and I've been doing and like all and the YouTube graphics for everybody in the world and all their stream. Not everybody in the world, but everybody in the organization. Yeah. It's fine. And yeah. all their, how do they figure out sound for their channels? Just general tech guy, I y- yes. think. You, yeah. Well, I do have over a decade of church experience, and a lot of that well, on church staff is- It'll be nine, no, eight years this summer. Just on tech. Right, just, just like doing tech. Here in this space. Yeah. yeah, actually, in just a couple of weeks, it'll be eight years, I yes. think. Yes, yeah, it well, yeah. It'll be June. Yeah. Right? It was the end of June. Well, aside from that, I also have some cred in the nerd space as well. So I have about six or seven, eight, nine, ten to eleven years, depending on how you want to count it. Some years. Um, the, the timeline gets more fuzzy every time I talk about it. But I have quite a bit of time in nerd culture missions as well, um, whether be a part of Love Thy Nerd or what we were doing beforehand, which was a uh, an organization that still exists called Game Church. Go look them up. They're doing great things. But that's a little bit about me. Anna, what about you? Uh, I'm Anna. Mm. That is my name. My name is Anna. And that's my name. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am pregnant. What? What? Whoa. And we are 90, is... we're 92% sure that I'm the dad. It's either me or God. We're like close run-ins there. So. Just every time you tell that joke, I don't think it's funny. You don't think funny. it's funny? I think it's hilarious. And somebody, <laughs> somebody laughed at that. Uh, well, you know, because, so you know that Jim Gaffigan skit where he's like, I'm Jim. I have five kids. People ask me what it's like to have five children. And I say, imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just one of his best sets he has ever done. Um, Yeah, five kids, Catholic. That is kind of where we are a little bit. It's just like, you know, hey, pandemic, 
this is a great time. This is the perfect time yeah. to enlarge in our family. Uh, what we're doing is making our apocalypse team bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Just in case. Strength in numbers, It's right? getting weird in the world. So we just, we need to, you know, yeah. make Also, our team. we got to get that quiver full because, <laughs> oh, no. hey. We are, I'm not like speaking against quiverful people. But I'm quiverful. We're neither for or against the quiverful approach. That's this baby was a surprise. We just thought we were done. Baby, we did. Yeah, for no good reason. We love this kid. Our youngest is almost five. Yeah, and I just thought really looking. I just thought maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that happened, and obviously. The moment you announce at this time, like if you announce that you are pregnant right now, probably until end of June, or if you have a due date anytime in, you know, late December to early February, I'm going to say. You're well within the window. Everyone yeah. is going to, in the back of their mind, there's this snarky, sarcastic, inner monologue inner dialogue or what not a dialogue because that would be two people right in one well i mean if anyway this internal thing going on that's like you know just snarky things about (laughs) pandemic like uh somebody's not good at social distancing oh yeah i heard that one um and then the obvious well you know what causes that right or um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know lots of people who are like they just want to blame it all on on this the self-isolation stuff. Absolutely. So regardless yeah. of whether or not this baby has anything to do with self-isolation, um per, no, it does not, by the way, everybody. It either does or it doesn't. It either we'll does leave or leave it, it at that. But we take ourselves seriously as little as possible. Yes. So almost never. Because I just felt the need to let everybody just get it out. Just get it out of your system. Yeah, better for everybody. We want to just say all of your stuff, you know, whatever you want to say. Mainly- Every baby name. I want, I want the names. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And we so got them. We, we asked our friends. We kind of pulled them for a list of their best baby names. We thought we would share them. Obviously, pandemic-related oh, baby you, names. Oh, only pandemic-related. Well, some people, I think, had some serious suggestions, but... Pass. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> so, obviously, Coratina... Yeah, Coratina. ...was one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Quarantina. Quarantina. Quarantina is my front runner for... Quarantina is a good one. Yeah. Cory Rona or Cora Rona. Yeah. I was told one. Corey could go either way. You could have it be a boy uh, name or a girl name. But I was thinking, Corey, if it's a boy... Rona, if it's a girl. Rona, right. I see. I said Rona vaccine. I think that would be a good one. Vaccina. No, like Maxine. Oh, yeah. Rona vaccine. Okay, that's <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, this was a good one. Wuhana or, or like Wuhana. Yeah, Wuhana. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, For first name Wu, by the way. Yeah, middle Wu. name Hana. Hana. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kavid Natin. That one I'm having. Kavid Natin. 
COVID nineteen. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Yeah. I see it now. Uh, Cora, Karina, Ronan, Rona, vaccine. See, somebody else had my idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I liked these ones. Homer for a boy, sheltery for a girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Homer and sheltery. I was, I was, I was like, where are you going with Homer? Is that like an Alien Odyssey kind of thing? No. Um. So this one is a, a really, very um, I don't know. It just sounds like it's from a book, like a fantasy novel name. Uh huh. Covidia quarantina isolatia. Isolatia. <laughs> wow. I kind of like that. That's like I would use that for a screen name. Isolatia. Isolatia. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like a boss. It's not, it's not too bad. <laughs> it's not too bad. Um, then there were some where they were kind of doing ba- like some mashups with names. My name for this works a little better than yours. Uh, none taken. Thank you very much. So we have Panademi. Wow. Did people made these? That's Calvin Richard. Wow. Go hard. Richard. He can't, he's not go hard anymore. Facebook, oh, he had to have man. a real name. It was Come a whole on. thing. Yeah. Well, he's a he's a fitness trainer in yeah. our area who is well-beloved by our community here. Yep. And he is another person who's almost never serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, also, alternatively for a boy, Panna Demetrius. Panna Demetrius? <laughs> that one. Ew. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> then Corona, but like K Y R O N A. Kyrona. 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 Purelina. Oh, my gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ronita. Cove. Okay. Corana. Okay. Okay. Um, and then our our own beloved Drew. Well, wait, hold on. I can, I forget which of the Drews it was actually, so I'm not going to commit to a say Drew. Drew. One of the Drews. <laughs> Drew <laughs> Drew D. How about that? He said, "I don't know if it's Drew D." My guess is it's either Drew Dutton or, or Drew no. Dixon. No, Drew Hood. Drew Hood. <laughs> I don't. We have so many Drews. We do. One of them said they all did it. They got together. Shelly Taren Place. Shelly Terrence. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> also, COVID with a Y. Where's the Y? C-O-V-Y-D. Okay. COVID um, or virus spelled with a Y somewhere in there, either either at the front end or the back end. Okay. You know, or Covina. People put a lot COVID, of work into Covina. these names. They like love us, to, babe. Like they love us. Them. Also, they are all very snarky, our friends. And they're all very bored at home right now. Well, they're like, I guess you had time to do something that wasn't making masks. That's what Aaron said. But that's not true because more than likely it was post-masks. I don't know. I don't I'm, really. Yeah. Honestly, when I was looking at dates, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> So what is time? It, We've been I, saying because this. this month has been just so long that if you ask me, like I know in my mind, you know, 
April 26th is our kid. Like we have two birthdays of our kids, April 22nd and 26th. So you would think that that would give me like a point of reference as far as time was concerned. No. Of what was happening in our lives. No recollection. Those two days felt very far apart, (laughs) by the way. Um, And also, we could not even tell you what day of the week it was on any given day. still not. I still can't. I'm doing a whole lot better now. We're getting there. Because other people are in rhythm. When it was like the Wild West, (laughs) I couldn't. I just couldn't. I was speaking of the Wild West, I was actually watching. um, I almost said we watched. You watched a little bit and then fell asleep. I watched all oh, three of the Back to the you Future watched movies. All three? Did you watch the third one while, like, was I in the room? No, no, no. Oh. So I watched the first one. You fell asleep halfway through that, mm-hmm. and then I watched the second one after that. But I only watched that about, same night. Yeah, I only watched about half of it because you kept pulling the the covers up <laughs> over your head very violently, <laughs> and I can take a hint. I don't. I don't um, really remember you, that. You always side note. You always want me to come to bed, but uh-huh. you never want me. To do the things that I want to do when you want to sleep, I want to watch, watch TV. I want I put a TV in our room because I right. want to watch TV. Well, I come to bed as a courtesy to you. I know I'm never tired when you're tired, <laughs> and so you're like, "Well, just go to sleep." I'm like, "It's four thirty in the afternoon." <laughs> no, false. I do not go to bed at four thirty in the afternoon. I actually usually stay up past ten and get up at five thirty yeah, in I, the morning. I don't. And maybe that's so, where the difference is. Anyway, so I was I was trying to watch and you were violently pulling the covers up, so well, I didn't So I have this thing though. I can sleep through dialogue all day long. I can probably even sleep through a lot of action sequences. Yeah. But music and specifically singing, like choral singing, if more than one people are si- no, challenge. I guess one people one person singing. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big music challenge. It doesn't wakes even have to have a vocal in it. Every time, music like just music. I why is that? I cannot and it ma- wakes me up with my heart in my throat. Yeah, which I mean, the funny thing is we're going to talk about how beautiful music oh, that's is true. for this. That's our topic. <laughs> this how episode. funny. But before we get into that, we were talking about the Wild West. And so I went back and last night I finished the last one of Back to the Future. Uh-huh. And I just want to say, I want to put this out there. I'm going to get it out on record, right? Okay. First one. All right. Spielberg knocked listen, out of the park. I'm listening to you. So good. It was so the good. The third one? It's you iconic. You think that's your, face, your, your favorite Back to the Future movie? I said the first one. Oh, the first. The Sorry. first one. I thought you were yeah. talking about the third one. No, no, no. So the first one. Great. Fantastic. Really um, the second one, hot garbage. <laughs> I'm trying to watch through in small pieces the second one right now, and it's pretty rough. It's absolute trash. It's it's everything you liked about the first one done worse. Really worse. Again. Makeup, horrible. Because that's, that's the whole Accents, thing. horrible. That's the whole thing about the Back to the Future is it's the same almost exact scenario I will say in different time periods. I mean, they do a great job of not making you want to live in the future. That place looks horrible. The only thing we have about the future that they have from there is we have you you can buy those Nike shoes that, that have the auto <laughs> they're they're different and they're like three grand, but you can buy them. Maybe they're more than three grand. Sneakerheads would know. Hoverboards, flying cars. None of it. 
those weird headpieces everybody wore with like discs that I don't. What was that? The Pepsi stuff. We don't have that. The self-drying jacket. Yeah, we also we also don't have square TVs anymore <laughs> because the movie was made in the eighties. Also, they had phones. Like, oh yeah, like <laughs> like landline phones. <laughs> and they were still getting faxes in twenty seventeen in their houses. Yes. Oh, it why? Was, so it was it was it was a fun it was fun goofy to watch. But then you watch the third one, and I feel like in Back to the Future Three, where they go to the Wild West, yes. I feel like it ticked back up. And yeah. I was like, and it's this weird is it. though because like tons and tons of references to like they are building up for a third movie, the entire second movie. Yes, but it's like they put zero effort into the second movie, the second and then movie, put all. <laughs> Into the it, third movie. Yeah, it, it was it was the two towers of. I the... guess why are why are second move why are two movies so lackluster most and like of the mediocre most of the time. So if you look at we don't have enough time left in this, but I'm just going to mention it. if you look at Terminator Two, Terminator okay. Two is the best of the entire Terminator okay. ethos. Well, I'm just going to say this, maybe unpopular opinion. I think Frozen Two was horrible. So. <laughs> You didn't like the I '90s did, song. No, I didn't like any of the songs. Actually, I, the '90s song is growing on me. The little is montage, it? a little bit. It's so fun. But I, I think the music is weird. I thought the plot was very hard to follow and strange, and just really out of like nah. the story. It just doesn't ma- mesh well with the flavor of the first movie. It's just this weird, almost sci-fi weird, weird. Did I mention that it's weird movie that I did not like? I thought it was great. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was great. I am opinionated about things right now, so get used to it, everybody. We should come back and do an episode on just movies in general. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be fun. That's not what this was about. We were talking about the Wild West because of time. Because you said the Wild West. And I just wanted to tell everybody that I appreciate the third installment of the Back to the Future. You were mentioning, just real quick before we move on, you were mentioning that they almost, it didn't feel like they put a whole lot of thought into the second movie. Mm-mm. I think that they did because that's where they started to actually build the storyline. For the third movie. They did not build the storyline in the first movie. They sure. built the storyline in the second movie. I, and you can tell that yeah. because at the end of the second movie, like watching it on Netflix at the end of the second movie, you get a trailer, which is just a bunch of clips for the third movie. And then it says coming in whatever the year that it came out in. Well, I think maybe the writing and storyline, they put the time in to oh, do the deets. But the, so but the, but the like, oh, I can't think of the word. The way they implemented it oh, yeah. was just it, it. The follow through was not not good. No, I it, it felt a little like everybody was weird, like over the top uh, weird for yeah. for the future. And the makeup was it was atrocious. one of the worst yeah. things. It was atrocious. Everyone was so chalky the whole time. <laughs> but I think um, to wrap up our pregnancy conversation, because that, that's what we're obviously yeah, talking about right wild, now. Wild Bill Tannen is uh-huh. the best. Biff character in the whole yeah, thing. The I would agree with you. Best, like yeah. hands down. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so Anna's pregnant. 
<laughs> that was hor- that was a really large um, tangent. Well, here's the deal. It's the fourth kid, if we're being real. With I'm our first excited. Kid, I'm excited. I'm very excited. But with our first kid, everything was kid. With well, the fourth to Naomi, kid, everything is kid. She thinks everything oh. that I do is because of the baby. Oh, also, by the way, our children, worst secret keepers on the planet. They're terrible. Even when they know they're keeping a secret. They're terrible. So. Absolutely terrible. So but, we just had to tell you ourselves. But Naomi is ready. She is ready. Yep. 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 Um, she can't wait. To have a little baby sister. We don't know what the gender is yet. Everybody she can't thinks wait it's a baby sister. To ha- Everybody's on team girl. <laughs> Mainly because they want to balance out our family. That's right. That's basically it. Yeah. And Naomi says she has too many brothers. Because all things in the universe just have to have balance. Balance. I tried to tell her. That's not how it works. She <laughs> no, doesn't care. She told you that's not how it works. No, she reiterated what I said. She told oh. you that's not how it works because oh, I just told her that. that's what she said. Oh, that's what you said. That's what she said. She said what you said. Yeah, he said, she said, we said. <laughs> well, guys, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk at the top of the hour about music in video games and nerd culture and how beautiful and iconic it is. And maybe not so much about how it might wake you up in your sleep but how it can help you get through your day when we come back at the top of the hour right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to Church Nerds. Today on our show, we want to talk to you just a little bit about music and kind of the role that it plays in shaping our experiences. And specifically, we want to talk here in the first section about music and video games. And then in our next section, if you join us at the top of the hour, we will talk about how it helps to shape our cinematic experiences um, but Anna, why don't we kind of kind of lean into uh, help us get into video game music? You want me to help you get into it, or you want our kid to help you get into? It? That's I don't f- really fair. get into video yeah. game music, but we do have a kid. He is eight. Mm-hmm. He loves video game music. Loves it so much, and yes. I mean, I don't know what it is about it. He's, he's A little bit like he's very active and bouncy and has a hard time containing. Like he'll just need to punch the couch sometimes. So he's already a little, you know, on edge all the time. But then video game music, it's like it just speaks to To, his To say that he likes video game music is not a – it's not 100% a correct representation of what he likes. He likes a certain kind of video game music that is known as – Chip tunes, and one of his favorite games. I, I'm going to say of all time. He's eight of all of his time. Is a game called Shovel Knight, and let me just play a little bit of that for you, so you kind of uh, see what what that sound is like. So this... Oh, yeah, the drop. I have heard this just 
more times than I can count. Yeah, and we, all, we've heard it a lot, for I sure. I mean, and he's not the only one who likes it. Like, all of the kids will just start singing that song together at random times. <laughs> like, we'll be driving in the car, and the, somebody will start it off, and they will all be singing that song. Or even sometimes different songs that I've never heard before, and it sounds like they're just singing something random, and then I hear them all doing the same thing at the same time, and I'm like, oh, that's a that's, song. That's a thing we don't know about. Um, yep. And and really, so we have a playlist that I keep for the kids on Spotify. Uh-huh. I started it, and it had the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, you know, portions yeah. of that um, soundtrack. It had some Disney songs and, like, sing songs, you know, fun kid music types of things. I do not know how some of this stuff ended up coming like he will get on my computer and he'll see related songs kinds of things and I'm always telling him don't don't be adding music <laughs> because I'm always afraid of what's going to end up which he never listens to he your doesn't. advice he, and he'll you know he likes video game parodies to songs almost like like Weird Al yeah. but there's a different there's somebody else who does them and every once in a while there's a word in there that's not so great and I'm like turn it off <laughs> but for like he added so much video game music, like the chiptunes types, yeah, oh yeah, to our playlist that almost every song, yep, can't get was away from it. Them. And I was like, you have to take some of those off. It's just too much. And I was like, do you even know what you're listening to? What is this? And he's like, oh, mommy, it's, it's whatever song by whatever artist. And, and he, he was always right. Nails it. it every is uncanny single time, dozens of songs. Oh yeah, and he could name them all. Just. By, and so he really knows what he's listening to. Yes, he does. And, and I was like, when I realized this, I was almost terrified because I'm like, he has almost like a photographic memory. Yeah. I mean, and so it's like, what? He remembers more than I wish he did because, <laughs> because that means he remembers a bunch of stuff I wish he wouldn't. Um, or he doesn't. His memory it's is... It's somewhat selective, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Anyway, Caleb is not alone in loving video game music. No. Lots of people do. And I, th- I think it's not his fault. Obviously, it's not his fault. <laughs> if anybody, it's my fault. And because I do love chiptunes. I really do. I don't get it. Like sometimes he'll turn those on. He will turn them on first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like just got out of bed trying to make my coffee because I'm really tired. <laughs> and it's like shovel night. Yeah. Already on. And I'm like, I cannot. And he's like, why not? And I'm like, because that makes mommy's brain vibrate. Yeah. I cannot. The only time that I felt like he turned it on and I was like, this seems appropriate is when I was trying to make a birthday cake, nailed it style. Yes. And I was super uptight. And so that like making your heart race feeling behind the music was like, yes, yes, this is good. This is appropriate. Well, the reason you don't fully understand it, and I do, and Caleb does, Caleb understands it for almost the same reason that I did. So my dad didn't get me into video games and the music and all that stuff, but it's the nostalgia of it. Like, it, it is so heartwarming for me, and frustrating at times, but heartwarming for me <laughs> to know that my son and I share nostalgia. Like, 
you don't get that a lot of times. Like the things at his age that I was nostalgic for, he is also in a very loose way nostalgic for as well. We didn't have Shovel Knight when I was growing up, but because we're the perfect distance apart, he and I, um, you know, I'm in my 30s and he's a young man starting to play video games. Nostalgia drives the market. Oh, yes. That's why yeah. there are so many 8-bit and 16-bit games and Transformers out. Absolutely. and all of those things are the hotness and like kind of, kind of bringing back oh, old, yeah. you know, video game video games. Well, yeah. And revamping them or just re-releasing them. Yes, absolutely. On, a, on, a, on the new platforms. And so I think that if we were to go back and like kind of find a Genesis, like not a Sega Genesis for those of you nerds out there think like the, the genesis of kind of this movement, like what was what was one of, if if not the first or the most iconic video game song that just the moment you hear it, you know what it is, or you get it stuck in your head, or whatever. I think, and I, I know. I think, I think, I think we know what I it is. I think we know what it is. And you, you tell me if this is the song that you were thinking about when we said that. You know that this you is the song. You know what it is, everyone. And if you're singing the Mario Bros. rap with this, then that that just means that you had a wonderful childhood. I didn't know there was a rap. Yeah, so it's it's from the Super Mario Bros. show, which okay. Caleb watches on TV. That really janky one. Yes, the cartoon. That thing is horrible. You were the Mario part Brothers. Of it, part of it is a cartoon, and part of it is a very poorly done, very poorly um, done. Yes, live action. This bits. is when Nintendo was playing it real fast and loose it with with was the licensing there. Bad. Don't worry, it totally bit them in the butt. Um, but, <laughs> I think uh, that whole series too. It looks like they re- they filmed it in a pink room or a red room or something because everyone's faces are like bright red the entire time. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> why was, is that? Well, I mean, the production quality was a little bit it different was back bad. then. Bad. Well, so that was Super Mario, um, Super Mario One, the very first one. That's what it kicked it all off, and that was from the Nintendo or. Our our friends across the pond. That was the the Japanese Famicom. But oh, Famicom. Yeah, I we didn't have a Nintendo, but still, I you knew know it. that song. Like, yeah, it's it's ingrained in you. Well, how um, does that happen? It just well, it just is what it is. But that wasn't the that wasn't the only one. There yeah. was another one that came out at the same time, same time ish. Um, you know, depending on if you were stateside or otherwise. That for me holds the same spot as Mario in my heart and uh-huh. in, in my ears. This is the Legend of Zelda theme from the same time. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. This specific part. There it goes. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm familiar with. And I think I'm more familiar with this through Caleb's playlist. Through yeah, you're welcome. Also the um, the music that we run in the background of our game nights. Yes, um, and we're gonna share that playlist with you so that you can have that. It's also playing right now on our Discord server. If you want to hop into the music channel, it's playing like. Right now, is that the one that Michael made? Yes. So there's yeah. a there's a guy who 
probably he loves video game music as much as Caleb does. More. And it's more. like okay. 700,000 okay. times more. More. Michael loves it more. Yeah. And he makes all of our playlists, well, really for anything that you wanted him to, but he, I think, is always curating Mm-hmm. You know, a playlist, and he'll come and tell us what's new and what's not. And yeah, he nineteen hours. <laughs> no, he told me it was more. It's so it's like twenty hours, twenty one hours. Holy Toledo! So you start to build like these these just feelings and emotions around hearing that. Like even hearing the just the first couple of notes of both of those songs, it it just it brought a smile to my face, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. It wasn't a disingenuine, a disingenuous smile. Like it was one hundred percent authentic. Like when I think about those games and that that music and playing them, it just it brings it all back. I don't necessarily get transported back to being a kid, but all of the good, warm feelings that mm-hmm. come around all of that stuff, it, they just rise to the top immediately. Well, because I mean. Whatever is behind the activity that you're doing, it kind of fuels, it fuels emotion. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more in our next segment. But when I was talking about, you know, certain things that just make my heart race, like that's intentional because you're at this really frenzied part of the game and you just... You know, it just matches the mood because if it were like something super chill while you're button mashing, that oh, doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, or it can add, you know, nostalgia, excitement, just emotion, I think, in general. Um, music just has a special way of doing that. Um, so it's obviously crucial to video game development because, like, you can imagine. And and people have shown like have you ever seen the Jaws um, like a clip from Jaws with no music and it's like totally lame. Yes, <laughs> I think that a video game with no music would be equally as disappointing. It it wouldn't be fun. Um, that's for sure. Let let me. You you were talking about like them the the songs making you feel something, and then that thought went into my brain and the first thing that came to mind was um, the first dungeon in The Legend of Zelda, like the the very first game. And it just immediately, you, you're going from like this overworld theme uh, to to this, this you, like business is happening right now. Um, and so I want to I play it just for a second. You, you tell me if you feel like, like business needs to be done. Yeah, it's kind of like ominous. Yes. All the major uh keys. Yeah. I mean like like it's it like it's we're serious now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play for just a little long because I love this song. <laughs> oh, depth. Oh. Yeah, it's like this really so- it sounds fo- familiar. It's, it's it's like really foreboding. Like what almost sounds like the dungeons in Mario games too. That like the um, where the thwomps are yeah. and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so like the the original one for that, I'm not going to pull it up, but it was do 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 do. Oh yeah. Do 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 Uh huh. You know, and I mean, like that kind of stuff. It just it it changes your entire perception to draw you into what's happening, and. 
like Anna said, we're going to talk about that a little bit more and how music helps shape our experiences for everything that we do and, and kind of, you know, how, how we leverage that spiritually speaking as well, because you need to be, you need to be brought to a place to truly, uh, fully experience it. But, but so that those are from, those, those are from a a time long ago. Um, okay. So we're talking like late eighties, early nineties, that kind of stuff. Maybe you're just a little bit older. And you don't have the same feelings that, that I might have or that, you know, somebody else might have about those like chip tuny kind of, you know, very, you know, eight bit sounds. Um, this one might be, be a little bit better for you. See, this sounds scary. Earlier, Bubba was singing this while it was happening. And you hated it. He did not appreciate how I did not appreciate his singing over this men's choir. No, I I think this is not just any men's choir. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ooh, is it yeah. a special men's choir? Is it the Mormon Tabernacle Choir? Um, it either is or it isn't, that's for sure. Uh, that is the theme from Halo 1. And it it carries throughout the rest of the Halo games, but I don't know anybody in my like eighth grade, ninth grade class whenever this came out that didn't try to sing that in the bathroom. Um, oh really? Oh yeah. Because it's because of yeah. the acoustics you find in the, the bathroom. You find the best resonant spot, <laughs> and you just go to town. That's funny. So like, there did y'all sing it in choir? No, we didn't. I, oh. it, I think honestly, I, I think that it Could came you have out. Done it now? I think it came out when I was in high school, maybe late junior high. I'll have to go back and check. But I know that after I graduated, I worked at EB Games. I worked the Halo Two release, mm-hmm. so it was it was kind of in that. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it, I it guess was, you'll have to wait till heaven to. Oh, you know sing. they sing that in heaven. <laughs> you dang right. Um, but the, the last one that I want to, I want to, sh- uh, share with you guys before we get out of here, um, is for a break to be clear. We're yeah, not yeah, leaving yeah. We're not, you we're not leaving. Yet. Not yet. Not that easily people. Um, but I, I want to share, I want to share with you guys something a little bit more recently. Um, and I'm talking like within the last three years, I guess it's three years. Okay. Um, and that is the the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's, we we have an article about this up on Love Thy Nerd. It's just talking about finding rest in this game, and you will find rest all the way from tip to tail of this game. Um, I started playing this, but while we were rolling, uh, before we were rolling, rather. And Anna was like, ooh, what's that? I like that one. And I'm like, yes, I know. That's kind of the whole the whole point of that. Um, but uh, I want to play just a, a short clip of this for you because this really does exactly what it's supposed to do, which is it sets the tone for the whole game. Mm. Like it just lets you know that this game is going to be open. You're going to be breathing a lot, like just wide open spaces um, and when you move into closed, confined spaces, then the whole score changes 100%. Um, 
Um, well, I'm not going to play that for you, but I'll, I'll play this theme and maybe this will make you want to pull the game out and play a little bit. It's just so gorgeous. We have a um, Pandora station that we listen to during school sometimes, if it's like art or a creative time. Uh, it's called classical relaxation, and I feel like this belongs there. Put it on. Add it. I, but that's not how Pandora works. It's really not. Pandora. I need to make a Spotify station. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Pandora. Pandora needs to get their act together. Hey, wait. Before we go, though. Can it, what about Stardew Valley though? Okay, that that's my jam. See, Luke, I'm that, I'm not familiar my, with that. Are you not? No, I I would be way more familiar because with the Animal Crossing. Stardew thing. Valley is on Michael's playlist. His special. I believe you. Special playlist. There it is. See, this does nothing for me. It gets, it's nice. I like it's it. Just, this is like the. You first pull up the game, you know. Oh yeah, it's it's game screen thing. Yeah, just it's the theme. <sighs> just gentle. Are those like pan pipes or something? Yeah, it tells you nothing about what's about to happen in the caves. Yeah, where you're gonna get murdered and someone. Well, not murdered, but <clears throat> something's gonna knock you out and steal something from your backpack. Yes, that should be in the music. <laughs> they should put that in the music. Well, um, those are just a few of the, I mean, like very few of the video game music uh, soundtracks and stuff like that that kind of have, have shaped mainly mine because I played a lot of the video yeah, games. Yeah, there were a bunch you pulled up that I was like, I don't know yeah, what that is. Never heard of her. But we only scratched the surface. Not even close. I, I mean, there was some of the best soundtracks ever come from video games mm -hmm. um, and I mean like legit recent video games there was um, at one of the E3 which is one of the major like big uh, oh I think I shows. remember watching yeah they had a whole orchestra at so, the release. yes for PlayStation for their event yeah what they did was, was they, had, they had an orchestra and down in the pit the orchestra played the music for each of the games that was coming out and it is not uncommon to go to like to buy a ticket to a concert where it's just like Legend of Zelda uh -huh. orchestra. Well, I actually saw a um, like a tweet or something from a guy that was talking about how his he learned to play something from a video game, and I do want to say it was Zelda mm -hmm. on his flute. And his mom yeah. like didn't care, and it was like go practice. And then eventually <laughs> he was like, became a musician. Oh, yeah. yeah, and um, it's like take that, mom. <laughs> well, and I th there's there is a lot to be said about learning on video game music because I mean, really think about just sit and listen to video games, legit video games. There, the music is fantastic. Yeah, and I think that's one of the undervalued things. Oh yeah. That you know, and ways that we can encourage our kids to, you know, it's, it's something related to a video game, but it, but you can, you can go somewhere from there. Yeah. You know, it's, in it's a real not, life skill. It's not just sitting there and playing a video game, mm -hmm. which I can make a strong case for after 
was it last year? Um, you know, a kid by the name the the screen name of Booga won you know three million dollars playing Fortnite. Like, there's something <laughs> to be said about playing video games uh, as a living. But what you're talking about is you know like a a widely marketable skill, something mm-hmm. that will take you out of just just playing video games. Well, I hope that we opened up your eyes a little bit to kind of the history behind some of the music and video games and just where it is now. Or maybe just a little nod back to your childhood. Either way, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about some of the spiritual aspects of music and how we use that in our Christian daily lives. And also some of the cinematic scores that have helped shape both Anna and my, and maybe even your uh, lives now or growing up. So stick with us, and we'll be back at the top of the hour right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to Church Nerds. Before we get into this segment, we need to give away our game. Right. Well, we have word, word domination, and we have a winner, a dominant winner. He even lives in Canada, and his name is Al Martins. Al Martins. Hey, congrats, man. I've known Al for a while. We actually uh, we brought him out. He was the grand prize winner for... LTN Con last year as well, and oh, we, yeah. we got him from Yield Canada mm-hmm. up there in the frozen north theory, and we brought him brought him down to Tejas and uh, you know, just you know, wine and dined him. But hey, uh, Al, I will get in contact with you to get your um, uh, your foreign uh, mailing address. Yeah, and uh, we'll get it sent, dude. Who cares? I don't care that you live in Canada. I forgive you. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll get that out to you. We're actually not doing a giveaway this week. We have a pretty packed section here that we want to get to, but congratulations to Al and make sure that you guys are going and following us on Twitter at church nerds, LTN and sharing the posts. Um, we will more than likely be doing a giveaway next week. So be sure to tune in to hear how you can win it next week. Yeah. Not just possible. It's full on probable. So (laughs) tune back in for that. All right, Anna, get us going in the right direction for this segment. Well, last uh, last segment we talked about some scores in video games, and I don't think it would be really doing justice to music and composers without including some cinematic scores. Yes. So we have a very short list of some of the really heavy hitting um, I want to I play scores these are now these so are so many songs I don't yeah, want to play all of it but I can't. a lot of these are pretty recent um that we're going to do yeah this relatively is not like oh the the greatest scores of all time but recent ones from the nerd world I would say right yeah I mean some more recent than others but um we talked we talked about the strong connection um that these these musical scores can make between you playing a game and getting you to feel something. Well, actually, um, there is, I was looking it up because I've always known, you know, in church and stuff, 
it's there's something really powerful to having music oh, in yeah. the room. Um, and the world recognizes this too. You know, the connection between music and emotion is well documented in the world of psychology. Um, so this is actually from Psychology Today, this quote, music has the ability to evoke powerful emotional responses, such as chills and thrills in listeners. Positive emotions dominate musical experiences. Pleasurable music may lead to the release of neurotransmitters associated with reward, such as dopamine. So that's like the the happy hormone. Yeah. Listening to music is an easy way to alter mood or relieve stress, which we know these things. Yes, right? absolutely. Everybody knows that music is a big deal. Most people have their human beings. their chill playlist or their get mm-hmm. pumped playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why Pandora and Spotify and Apple Music and all of these different, you know, ways that we consume music are so popular. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Yeah, ten dollars a month, no problem." <laughs> like you're one hundred percent. I'm doing that. Um, but we are starting to to understand a little bit a little bit better um, through some of our research here, and also just like listening through and talking about these things, the actual connection that we have between these things. It's one thing to read it in a study; it's another thing to actually experience it. And I want to to prove to you through some cinematic scores um, just how tightly you are connected to the songs that you've heard. So let's let's go and kick it off with our first one here. If you don't know what this is, you're listening to the wrong you're podcast. You're listening to the wrong podcast. I mean, welcome, but Yeah, I'm glad you're here first time. <laughs> so obviously, this is from Star Wars. Yes, and one of the most iconic Easily scores. one of the most iconic um, ever, I think. But it's Star Wars is one of those things where it just it has such a tight grip on not just the nerd community, but with popular culture mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, definitely a lot of people borrow that little segment for things. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> so epic, right? Yeah. You know, and even just like hearing that, I, I'm seeing all of the things happening, and then I know that at the end of the song, it it dips down and it goes into the the minor horns, uh-huh. and you know that's it, it, the scene is starting, and I'm starting to think like, what's the text scrolling across the sky, <laughs> like? Well, and the other one too from Star Wars, the dun dun dun, the Death March, dun, dun, dun. yeah, yeah, that's absolutely like the the big o- ominous. Uh, Caleb so really likes any, that yeah, one. Yeah, anytime that something needs to sound scary, you can totally play that. <laughs> <laughs> scary and commanding. Um, but that's not we, it. That's, yeah, that's ha- not all that there is, and that's not even all that we have um, here for you to, to listen to. Um, there is a little, a, a little, little trio, um, a little trilogy of movies that came out um, with some hairy feet, Hobbits, um, and there is a lot of good um, music. Yeah, I I think the clip you're gonna play isn't necessarily my favorite, but it did make it really big. Like a lot of people just were crazy about it. It just, I don't know. Oh, I, I can play that one. 
Yeah. Is that not what you're playing? I'm 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 gonna play I'm gonna play a little bit of the you play. <laughs> I played a lot of stuff. You're confusing me I've right now. I've been listening now. to so much of this stuff, and I just I just love it. I love all of it. Um, like I said, I can't what play. Were gonna, what were you gonna play just now? I'll play. I'll play it right now. Here you go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so this is from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And the, the Fellowship. Well, it's probably in all of them. This, I think it's any time they're in the Shire. This is the Shire. Or like, talking about theme. the Shire, remembering yes, the Shire. Anytime we're reminiscing about our days in the Shire. Um, and the, I mean, there are so many good ones in the Lord of the Rings because they are so masterfully done oh, on an orchestra level, like the 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 wraiths and the orc camps and just all the, there's a bunch of things being beaten and yes. people yelling scary things. Well, we we were even talking about this just a second ago before we started rolling. You asked me. You said, "Do you think that um, do, do you think that musical scores in movies?" Uh, not just soundtracks, but the the whole score. Do you think? Yeah, that I mean, come we all know further? the effects in movies are much better now than they were twenty years ago. Yeah, but like, does is that the same for uh, music within movies? And you say yes. I think so. Yeah, um, I really do. Uh, and here's here's another one. So this this is actually from The Hobbit. This is not from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This is right. from the uh, borderline unnecessary <laughs> Hobbit trilogy. This was actually, though, the cool thing about this is that this was in the book. It, like, it's something that was realized. This, it was interpreted. Yeah. You know, I don't know how J.R.R. Tolkien imagined this in his head, but was, this was someone's interpretation. It was probably dubstep for him. <laughs> um, but, but for us... Sometimes I wonder if it was perhaps a little more lively. Well... Uh, it's going to have to be, but I remember hearing this particular song in the theater and just like going, what? That's dope. Yeah. That's absolutely dope. So uh, you've already heard it, but I won't keep you in suspense anymore. Here, here it is. <laughs> and I can't play all of it. I want to, but I don't, Yeah, we, we just can't legally mm-hmm. speaking. We can't, mm-hmm. but just that, I mean, these, these tones, this is, uh, the, the, the name of the song is The Misty Mountains Cold. And it's just this merry group of dwarves. The misty mountains cold. Just like, <laughs> it's so deep, it's so Bubba, rich, it's so resonant. Bubba oh. has like, he he just loves men, men cor, choral singing. I do. I don't know I mean, I like it, but I feel like you like it so much more than I do. I was in a men's choir in, you know, junior high and high school, and we were very good. That's not, I, I'm not tooting my own horn on purpose. We, we were like, I mean, this is New Mexico, so you put it on whatever scale you want to, but, but we were like some of the best in the state in doing this. And we, we got to do stuff like this. It wasn't out. If this was out, oh boy, we would have done this song for sure. <laughs> but we did a lot of stuff. And you can kind of hear in that, and, and we'll have a playlist of all these things that we're talking about. But you you can just hear like the the emotion in that. You can almost, in this particular song, you can feel them drained. Like, it's like, this is our song. It's kind of part of our job. This is more us telling a story. 
than anything. Like it, nothing about this song is peppy or upbeat or anything. This is just like uh, the song is, you know. And so you, you really you start to feel that um, in it. But we're gonna fast forward. I wanted to play Jurassic Park, but Anna was like, I don't I'm not really following you on Jurassic Park, but like For one oh. thing, it starts very, very slow. So that probably didn't help your case. <laughs> it does. I haven't seen like I might have seen some of their Jurassic Park movies once, but definitely never any of them more than once. And so I have no nostalgia collect or a connection to them, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, none taken. I, I mean, probably you're fine. would if I'd watched them a bunch of times. I felt a little bit more connected with a certain dark crusader. <laughs> you could have just said dark knight. Um, caped crusader. Here, yeah, is that cape the crusader, cape crusader? Cape crusader is what you were trying to go dark for. Dark knight, the dark crusader. You guys, it's late and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the song that Anna is referring to. sounds i don't know it's weird it has the it like communicates that sort of city that never sleeps feel oh it's busy yes but like not quite frantic just like driving on with this deep dark underbelly thing i love I mean, I know people are on the fence about the Batman movies and who does it best. Christian Bale, he is my Batman. Yeah, so so that's that's kind of what we were talking about. So the the composer of The Dark Knight and like that whole trilogy um, is is Hans Zimmerman, and this guy just Google him. It's crazy how much stuff he's actually done. He's fantastic at his job. But you start to see if you like if you like this, like if you like the aesthetic and the motif of Batman, like the Dark Knight trilogy and like the way it looks and the way it sounds and just everything about it, you probably also like Inception, which is in and of itself an incepted concept. Like they put that in your brain on purpose. It's the same pairing. Right, and I think that that is very akin as we try to uh, make the make the transition here into the the actual like spiritual element of of music and how we as Christians use it in our daily lives and in our worship. I think that the same thing can be said um, when somebody is they're like, man, I just, I just really like I really like this band, or you know, I, I like I like listening to Hillsong's worship or whatever it is over here, you know. We we dig this thing because we really like the parent. We like the group. We like how they how they mesh together. Even if we're not like vocalizing that because we don't understand that's what we're saying. Really, like, that like the that like is what synergy you're of that of the group. Yeah, that, synergy. That really is what you're saying. Is I like <laughs> the way that group of people do music, and it's not enough to say I like. I like Batman music because I played the original Batman theme you for did. Anna. I said Batman and he pulled up the 1989 version. Yes. And I was like, that's not what I'm talking about. No, she at je- all. She not at jeered all. big time on that. It, so it's not <laughs> enough to just say. Today too. It's I'm not sure. enough Thank to you. just say like, I, I like worship music. Like that's, that's not, that's not enough. Well, I mean, that's one of the things is that 
music matters so much to us, and yeah. we'll go into sort of the spiritual history or the scriptural history in just a moment. But sure. music has become very polarizing. Oh yeah. In our in like Western Christian culture, where you have churches that are basically divided over hymns versus contemporary, and you kind of have two different churches meeting in the same building in oh, yeah. some cases. You have, you've got your con- traditional service people and your contemporary service people, and they do not mix because the one cannot worship with the other one's style, and they find it to be like a deal breaker of their worship experience. Right, and it, healthy or not. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's the fact. And, you know, I find myself sometimes in that place, too, where it's like, well, there are certain things, certain ways that that I that set me up to be worshipful sure. more than others. Um, I think we're all kind of like that because nostalgia yeah, it's, does play. It's and because we were all raised a certain cultural way. Cultural context. Yeah. But that doesn't make another way wrong unless you like the newsboys now. <laughs> so... Again, it's not enough to say that you like the newsboys. It's like if you don't like the Peter Furler, yeah, like that was, if, if that that's not the, the era, newsboys. you just need to know that you're wrong. And then We've we can move we can before. move on from that. Mm-hmm. Well, in scripture, um music is a big deal. Huge. You it's I, I, it's just part of the Hebrew tradition, mm-hmm. like oral tradition, and it really is part of almost every culture's tradition. Oh, yeah. Music is, um, so you don't have to look far. You can almost look in any direction within Scripture and find like music. So the way you kind of find it is those sort of poetry-looking blocks of text yep. are almost always songs. So you find them in the New Testament, you find them in Paul's letters, you find them in Revelation, you find them in the Gospels, you yeah. find them in prophecy, yeah, all you find them the obviously sure. yeah. in Psalms. Um, I think that even in the creation count, there are, yes. account, there are pieces of songs. Um, and actually, like Moses... That was one of the tools that God put in Moses' belt as far as I need my people to remember what happened here. And so, Moses, you are now a composer and you are going to write a song um, that basically captures the history of the Exodus story. And that way... My people can sing it generation after generation. Songs are absolutely wonderful mnemonic devices. Right. We talked, you know silly about last you know on oh no that was on the lost part of it anyway we we talked about uh one of one of the things i said in my intro that you guys didn't get to hear because it was didn't record um was that i i couldn't name all 50 states or maybe that was one that oh, got recorded. i yeah, don't remember the, from but there's a there's ago. a 50 states song that helps people remember the 50 states of the yeah. united states yeah and you know so it's Song is fantastic for the oral tradition, and I mean, obviously, the Jewish culture used it all the time. And we, I mean, we still use it today. Mm-hmm. And and um, there's lots of instruction from New Testament. So, okay, Church of Christ, at not to throw them under the bus or anything, but it's no bus. You know, they don't allow instruments, and so music is a little bit different, I guess, from denomination to denomination. But how any way you slice it, in the New Testament, it instructs us many times that we're supposed to be carrying Sing. singing. Yeah. Um, it talks about psalms, and it talks about um, 
well, it talks about hymns and it talks about spiritual songs. So there's a lot of um, theology mm-hmm. in our music is one thing. Our our music in worship is supposed to reflect our theology and truth, and it's supposed to reflect our inner emotions and things that are going on within us. Um, and so it's it's complex and it's rich and it's deep. Mm-hmm. Um and you know the Bible talks about singing a new song. I think because those things within us change. Like theology doesn't change, but the things that God is doing within us change all the time. Yeah. So that's why it's important to do keep fresh things in our repertoire of, you know, what we're singing. As oh, much yeah. as I do love, I I do love hymns. Well, and the Bible tells us to sing a new song. That doesn't mean you don't sing the old songs anymore. But we should constantly be singing about the things that God is doing in our lives. And we, we have got a whole load of scriptures here that honestly, guys, we are just going to spit at you. Mm-hmm. We're going Very to quickly we're gonna drop rapid fire some bars. Not because it's not important. It is important, but there are so many. So basically we're mostly we're not here just to, so we're not here to read the go, Bible for you. You can go and look these up. Um, if you want to study them, we're just going to read some of them very briefly. And all these will be in the show notes. We'll put all this stuff, the music and everything in the show notes for you to go and experience. So, um, Ephesians 5, 18 and 19 says, be filled with the spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Um, Colossians 3, 16 says, this is, we just kind of cut some of these yeah. down. Um, but Colossians 3.16 talks about singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. James 5.13 says, if you are merry, sing psalms, which um, I thought was interesting yeah. because that is something that I think sometimes we're like, well, if you're feeling down, just sing anyway. Like sing yourself into a happy heart. And that's not actually what that <laughs> says right there. It's like, if you're not feeling it, I think you can stay quiet. Yeah, but... don't, please don't fake it. <laughs> um, Romans 15, 9, I only actually have like half of this written down. We were, you were saying I'm so fast that I missed that one. Yeah. Um, here it is. Uh, this is talking about um, singing God's praises before um, an unbelieving nation, the mm-hmm. Gentiles. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, it is said, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. Um, so, yeah, there's there's quite quite a lot. That's, that's, that's not only even all scratching the surface. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's the famous um, Revelation chapter 4, the throne mm-hmm. room of God. Uh, some translations of the Bible might say that they say forever, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Some translations actually say they sing in in the presence of God. So it's the the idea With harps here. and white robes yes, on clouds. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. And green floors. <laughs> you know, so like this idea of of singing has been with us and will be with us forever. And you may not be good at singing. That's okay. The Bible also says to make a joyful noise. Doesn't say make a good one. We like to really point that out sometimes with, with some people that we, we talk to. Well, um, I think a lot about 
certain moments, especially surrounding the birth of Christ, where people are, there's just so much joy welling up within them that they are just moved to song. So um, the Magnificat, which is Mary's song, um, when she finds out that she's pregnant. Um, Simeon's song. Did you write a song? I didn't. Okay. (laughs) I didn't, but what I was going to say was that I wish, I think I wish our culture did that a little bit. I think that we're all kind of scared of sounding stupid. Yeah. And we're because we haven't practiced writing songs, a lot of us are bad at writing songs. It's true. Um, I think if we practiced, we'd probably get better. But it's not something that a lot of us do. Just like, yeah, I'm just going to sing about this now. Well, I, I, we've talked about this before, you and I, how we really love that like local churches write songs. Yes basically for their congregations Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of you know say what you will about any of these names you got your hill songs your bethels your elevation worships your david crowders like all these all these different songwriters christian songwriters michael w smith stephen curtis chapman doesn't matter what all of the passion artists um chris tomlin all these names that you may know or have heard of that right Justin Bieber Justin Bieber yeah <laughs> Kanye West um all all of these these people that write really on a global scale um mm-hmm. they write for the big church mm-hmm. big C church um we we really appreciate when local worship teams will write a song about something that their congregation is dealing with like it's so pers- it may not make sense at all to anybody else who's listening to it but to the people in that local body that have gone through that thing it means everything to them mm-hmm. and that is a way for them to experience god and just for him to show up in a real way in their life and they don't have to worry about what it means to to walk out on an ocean um, you know, and like all these like weird things that maybe don't mean anything to you if you're not there when the song is being written. But but we really, really, really enjoy that. And our church has done that. Mm-hmm. And singing is so central to the to the to the current church model, at least here in the United States. I will say that. Um, you know, to, to Western culture. I think it is to many churches, though, worldwide. I, I would assume so, but I'm not going to say it's just everybody does it because I know that there's a lot of underground churches and stuff like that mm-hmm. in, in different places. Well, that was one of the things at Mission Year that one of the traumatic experiences that I had, but one of the examples that he was pulling out was that many um, minorities... Sure we'll just jump into song, kind of like what I was just saying. Yeah. It's like, we don't want to do that in America. Yeah, right, just write a song on the spot. many minorities yeah. are just a lot more musically expressive and they'll just jump in. They yeah. don't have to know anything and they're just going to jump in and do it because, I don't know. Well, it's such a big deal that, you know, we're coming out of pandemic and quarantine and self-isolation and social distancing. And I know that our local church has been having conversations about singing in general when we come back together do we sing mm-hmm. because it is such when when you sing i know that our our church in particular runs anywhere from about 80 to 95 decibels in the room depending on what the song is so when you sing to sing like over that and to hear yourself and to be heard 
you have to sing and with that comes spit and air and force. I mean, it is interesting. Okay, so this is, stay with me for a second. I'm right here. This is weird. But like any, almost any highly emotional expression comes with a lot of like bodily fluids in it. (laughs) That's, I mean, like crying, sobbing, laughing. Yes. Um. Sneezing isn't really no, uh, you, but it's almost like singing. you're naming dwarfs now. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> They're all. It's like every part of us just comes out, and and singing. Um, we've done studies where it talks about like. Um, well, I had just mentioned that we shouldn't try to sing ourselves into a happy place, but sort of um, having a posture of worship sure. and a posture of participation. Um, and I think that throwing yourself into singing a little bit, knowing, you know, like what Psychology Today says yeah. about um, the effect that music and I have personally found that singing specifically, not just listening to music, but actually singing has on my mental and spiritual health, that it's important to make that expression. And it's a little bit messy. Like yeah. it's just a little bit. You know, yeah. there's a lot tied up in that. A lot of me and a lot of you and a lot of everybody's germs. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, it's, I, I think what we're trying to get at here, and we'll, we'll end the plane, is music is important. Music helps us experience and process things that are happening around us, whether it's in a video game or on you know the silver screen or in our churches, or you know, maybe you hear that song that reminds you of your your boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, or maybe your mom who has passed away, or grandma or something like that. Like these things that are tied so deeply to who we are and how we experience the world around us. I think it's okay for us to use that as a way to think deeper about these things. Um, not to say that you can't have fun when you're listening to music. Mm-hmm. I think that you can, and I think that we do, but it's also okay to use music as as a deeper way to experience the world around us. Well, I think that I mean, it's just music is a gift, I would say. And I, I, I don't know how animals enjoy music. Obviously, birds sing, but being able to... They're really just talking, Being though. able to put notes together in mathematical like ways that and then for that to have an emotional significance and to be able to sing and to be able to synchronize together and sing all together is amazing and it's a gift yeah the emotional aspect of it for sure yeah so i don't know i think that it's definitely one of those imago day things that's like a a reflection of god in us um and it's and it's interesting to see how where the world goes with that God-given um, expression, yeah. and it's—I don't know—I like—I like you know scores because there isn't a lyrical thing tied to it, and in a sense, it's like if I can, like if the Hobbit makes me feel worshipful, okay, like hey, cool. What are you gonna do? Worship God in the Shire, man. That's it. Know. Yeah, it's 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 a weird it's a weird life. It is weird. But I agree with you, and I think that. You know, if if it's if it's chip tunes or if it's musical, you know, I can't worship God with chip tunes. I can. I can't There's do a it. Really great album that, that I listen is, to every Christmas. That is your contemporary to my traditional, yeah, right there. Right. You, no, you're not wrong. 
you know, but however, however you do it, however you're experiencing it, just think a little bit differently about the music that you listen to and, and how you experience. And enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Like it, God gave us this thing and was very, um, his intent was pure, but it was also like very laser pointed. Like mm. he didn't do it on accident. He, he didn't, it, music didn't fall out of heaven. He's like, uh-oh. All right, well, I guess we'll leave it down there. You know, like it didn't happen. Like it was very, very, uh, very intentional. Yeah. So, well, hey guys, we are going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to give you our nerdy recommendation for the day and close out the show here on Back Row Radio. This week for our nerdy recommendation, since we're talking about music, we're going to build a playlist. Um, I don't know what's going to be on it because, to be fair, I just came up with this 15, 20 seconds ago Mm -hmm. um, before we we hit the record button, but I think that it would be good. And I want to know from you guys, once you see our playlist and once you hear it, it's going to be a Spotify playlist. If you don't have Spotify... Sorry. Sorry about your bad luck. We do. So it just is what it is. Um, But we're going to also try and kind of make it available on YouTube because there's a way for us to do that as well. But we want to create this thing and we want you to be a part of it as well. So if there's something that you think should be on there, hit us up on Twitter at ChurchNerdsLTN and let us know. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to add everything to the playlist Um, because if it's – I'm I'm telling you right now, if it's new newsboys – I'm not going to add it. I love you. Jesus loves you. But I'm just not going to add the new news, boys. Um, but I, I just, I really want to make sure that honestly, that it's something that I would listen to. Um, so if you're going to give me Christian death metal or something like that, again, may the Lord bless you and keep you and lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. But we're probably not going to add it. I, I want this to be something that that is widely enjoyable so this is going to be nerdy or it's gonna be a mashup i think it will be some of the stuff that we talked about today probably all the songs that we brought up today maybe all maybe not i don't know i like i said i'm gonna build it and i'll get back to you this is very vague just that our nerdy recommendation is a thing that doesn't exist yet is like stay with us but i believe in it so much do you trust us (laughs) oh man uh but hey if this goes well then we'll build more playlists i know that matt warmbeer he loves my bestie is the playlist building king loves them so you might hear some 80 songs on there because oh yeah it's only the best era in music a little bit of yeah, you might want to dance with somebody. I don't know. Bless the rain. Blessing the rains. I don't know. Oh, there is a choir that did that song, and that yeah. was super cool and fun. Yeah. Man, choirs, they're cool. No, they do all right. Well, okay. So that's the recommendation. That's right. Well, hey, uh, we'll have all of it in the show notes, and we'll we'll blast it on in Twitter. Okay. Well, be sure to check us out online at lovethynerd.com for articles and nerdy things uh you can follow us on twitter at church nerds church nerds ltn you got it yeah at 
Is it still the at symbol? I think so. See, yeah. I'm good at Twitter. Mm. Oh, okay. You're Dees. <laughs> Uh, you could, you're also welcome to join our Facebook community at Love Thy Nerd, um, the, the Love Thy Nerd. You can search on Facebook for Love Thy Nerd Community. Yeah. And there we will be. There we are. And you can talk, you can post all your, your nerdy memes and ask people nerdy questions and just hang out with a bunch of nerds. Um, and a lot of them, a lot of them love Jesus in there. Um, if you'd like to support us. And our mission, and you can become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd. That would be really cool. That would that. be awesome. So you can go to lovethynerd.com slash give, and your uh, gifts are tax deductible. We are a qualifying 501c3 organization, and we're on all the social medias at Love Thy Nerd. Yeah. Uh, well, not all. I don't we're, know. We're on the good ones. We're on the, the, the heavy-hitting yeah. social medias. At Love Thy Nerd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also, if you're hanging around on Spotify, not Spotify, uh, line, Amazon, Smile Amazon, yes. is a thing. So go to smile.amazon.com and select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice if you haven't already. If you already have a charity selected, do not feel shame yeah. Don't changing switch. it. Don't okay? switch. Because it's actually a lot harder than it sounds to keep going snip, snap, snip, snap, snip. <laughs> you know, and so uh, that was an Office reference. Have you yeah. watched The Office? Okay. Um, but just leave it on whatever it is. Um, but if you don't have something, please prayerfully, you know, consider using LTN as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. I'm guilty of often forgetting to to buy through Smile instead of just the direct Don't worry. website. Don't worry because um, we we did a comparison in some random thread in the LTN community and we actually give the most through Amazon Smile. Really? So, well. which only means it doesn't mean we spend the most money on Amazon, not even close. <laughs> Um, it only means that we remember the most. We remember. Hey, yeah. go us. Smiled on Amazon.com. Well, we look forward to being back with you again on Friday mornings here on Back Row Radio. And obviously you can also listen to us on Spotify or any other major uh, podcast platform. Yeah, if you're ever curious about how to get... Um, this podcast here into your listening holes, then all you got to do is go to lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds. And there's going to be buttons there for you to click on to go straight to Spotify, Apple Podcast, and uh, I think it's Google, what do they call it? Google Podcast, Google Music, something like that. Google Play? Maybe. They've changed the name quite a few times and I just... Google Podcasts. I don't know. I'm an Apple bro, so I yeah, don't know what they Apple call it. Apple Podcasts. There's a button for you to subscribe on all three of those platforms, as well as an RSS button for you to subscribe on your podcast aggregate device or platform of choice. Aggregates. Yeah. That makes what me does. think of asphalt. It aggregates. It, <laughs> it brings it in. Well, once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And if nobody else tells you, I promise it's true that Jesus loves you, nerds. Jesus loves you, nerds.